Michael Irvin with Gresh and Fourier on the Harbor One Hotline. Michael Irvin, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Isn't it interesting now that those quarterbacks have said, okay, wait a minute, either I run your organization or I'm going to run out of here. <laughs> they have made the offseason so interesting because really, really, we haven't seen quarterback movement in all of the history of the NFL like we're really seeing these last few years. Well, Michael, let's pick it up from there because Greg Roman is out in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's contract is up. Number one, with Roman leaving, does that mean Jackson could leave? And, hell, I threw it out there to Christian that if you're the San Francisco 49ers and you don't win a championship this year, why wouldn't you consider bringing in a guy like that because it's everything that you want in a dude that you gave up three first-round picks for in Trey Lance? Flip Trey Lance to Baltimore. Bring in Lamar Jackson if you don't get home. What do you make of all that? Boy, that's a lot. That's a lot now. Because wait, wait, wait. Let, let me just. Because we always see it, talent to talent, and and what teams are getting talent wise. But you also must consider what a team is giving up. You know, so you're going to flip all flip 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 Trey Lance, who was a high pick, then flip some more first rounders over there to them, and then you got to turn around and give them two fifty, two hundred fifty guaranteed, and and and, and your team is. Pretty good right now. Basically, it's the best team in the NFL, is what it really looks like right now. I say hell of a lot when you can say I'm already the best, if you know what I mean. So is now when you look at the Patriots, like so they're they they're, they're interviewing Adrian Clem, offensive line coach out in Oregon. Uh, Nick Cayley over here, tight ends coach, and then uh, the other one was Keenan McCardell, mm-hmm. receivers coach. Out of all those three guys, I mean, is this Bill just kind of playing with the system? You know, interviewing guys with no experience calling plays, basically setting up the same situation that he had last year? Or is there anything you know realistic about these guys getting a real chance of being the OC here? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a great question, man. And, and I love hearing the name like Kenny McCardell in the mix. I, you know, I, I don't know where would I go to see how Keenan would do in that form, in that situation. I don't know if Keenan has gotten the opportunity or when, when he's with some other teams or with the Jags to call some plays, you know, stuff like that, or, or try to get some work. I'm sure he's trying to do that or getting some of that. But, yeah, that's an interesting that's an interesting take. And all of that, and like you see, I said, with all of these so-called geniuses or supposedly geniuses out here with this new system coming off that Sean McVay, LaFleur, and all of that tree, yeah, that, that'll be interesting that, that he goes in a totally different direction. Doesn't it just seem like Bill O'Brien is destined to be the offensive coordinator here, Michael Irvin? Do y'all think y'all you think that'd be good? Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but no, no, I'm not talking about from his ability to play, uh, his ability to make calls and, and call games. I'm saying, do you think any of what happened in Houston carries with Bill? What aspect of what, what happened mean? in Houston, though? That's I mean, he, he, they did make the playoffs. They didn't win the division a couple times. Like, so there is some you know history of success there. But he also, on the other end, did what he did with DeAndre Hopkins and sort of bought into the bullcrap of the wrong Reverend Jack Easterby. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I know. I, I was the one reported on all of that. 
And so I, I remember, and you know what I mean, I remember hearing about that meeting and everything and, and how all of that played out. And I was a little bit disturbed by how it all played out, you know. So, so yeah, hey, listen, and, and I'm, hey, look, trust me, let me say this first. Because I don't want to tweet at me. I'm the last person, and I believe everybody should get a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh try, too. Give them another try. I'm not saying that. I, I told people the other day, my, the number 88 was so fitting for me because the number eight stands for new beginning, and God knew. God knew I was going to need a few. That's why he gave me 88. He said, here you go. Get that number to represent the new beginning. So, so I do believe people should get another try. I'm just saying, how would that work out? If guys are talking around the league, and I, you know what I mean, if he comes in, I think he has the talent. It's just a matter of your communication with the guy. Well, I think there's two things. Number one is the buck doesn't stop with him. And with Bill O'Brien, the buck kind of stopped with him in Houston. And right, look, right. I would also like to think, too. And they're all trying to be Bill. You can't be Bill. Bill Belichick right. is Bill Belichick. Y'all got, you got to be you. You got to do you. And guys read through that. There's only one bill. There's only one. Take his traits, but you can't take his personality. Well, that's the thing. Like, Bill Belichick would be the end-all, be-all. By the way, just like when Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator and we didn't hear of any of this stuff with younger players who definitely – we know how kids are raised. All of us got – you know what? Sensibilities are different. The way they're taught are different, and there were no issues with him in dealing with younger athletes, I think in part because the buck stopped with Nick Saban. So there is the part of me that thinks if there is an issue, it can then become a one-on-one conversation with Bill O'Brien for clarity, but ultimately, Bill Belichick is the one that puts the stamp of approval on him, and hell, I'd rather have a stamp of approval on Bill O'Brien and have him talk to some people than have Matt Patricia back again calling plays. Good Lord. I knew you were going to say that. And, I, and that's understandable. <laughs> that's understandable. Because Bill he, he, he did a good job. And, and they won in Houston now. They won when he was in Houston. They won, you know, you want to say, I hate when people say, we won some championships. Those, those were division crowns. Those are not championships. Division crowns. There's something they give you on the way to a championship. It's like a first down is not a touchdown. It's something you get on the way to a touchdown. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so you don't get points for a first down. You get points for a touchdown. Y'all know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, so this weekend's game, give me, uh, like, what's your favorite game to watch this week and why? Wow. Man, all, you know, we got so many great games, man. Listen, I, I, you know, I, I would go and, and talk about that San Francisco game, San Francisco Cowboys game, because – it's so much history, and I have so much history in it. I love it being on because they're going to show my history. I'm going to see a young Mike Irvin make plays all week <laughs> watching that stuff. It's good to see that stuff. A lot of these kids never saw me play football. You know, and, and, and I even walk up on kids right now, and they say, hey, aren't you that aren't you that actor from the movie The Longest Yard that played the football player? I'm like, no, 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 kid, no, no. I ain't no actor that played a football player. I'm a football player. They try to move it. You know what I'm saying? But they don't see it that way. So, yeah, I like those moments. But you cannot you cannot take your eyes or your heart off that Bills-Cincinnati game. You know what I'm saying? To, to finally 
be playing that game. It was supposed to play a few Monday nights ago. I, I just got done interviewing Tamar Chase about that and about that game. And I guess see you later in about another hour. I'll interview C.D. Lamb. But, yeah, those games, and it's all of these games, really, all these games. I want to see what Jacksonville does against Kansas City, that opportunity. And, and when you saw Jacksonville last week, you said, wow, that's the thing I have. That's the team. That was a good team. I want to see if Daniel Jones can put together another perfect game like he did last week and beat the Philadelphia Eagles if Jalen Hurts is not at top gun. Question of the week from Michael Irvin brought to you by the Catches Law Group, New England's personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. You mentioned the perfect game. Does Dak Prescott have another perfect game in him? Well, that was a perfect game from Dak. Early on, dude, I'm going to tell you something. I was so worried watching that game because you saw early on, I said, oh, my God, I saw jitters. I saw jitters. That first throw, and then and then the first throwing kick dropped by Dak uh, and uh, C.D. Lamb. But, man, he showed up and showed out and played real well down the stretch, throwing for five touchdowns. He don't have to have a perfect game to beat the San Francisco 49ers. That's how I told you. And I've been telling people, I said, you got to look at the 49ers. It went into my head first when I thought about it. I said, wow, that's a perfect machine right there, the 49ers. They play like that. And the last thing I thought about oh, as a perfect machine, you remember Rocky Ford? Drago. Mm. Drago, Drago, Drago. Drago was a perfect machine. He was a perfect machine. And they they trained him a perfect machine. He looked so great. And then Rocky caught him one time. And he said, oh, you hit him. You caught him. He bleeds. You can beat him. And that's what uh, that's what Dallas has to do. He's not a machine. Go He's a man. He's a man. <laughs> He's a man. He's a man. Dude, dude, dude. Dude, that's some great stuff, dog. You see the spit coming out of the trainer. He's a man. He's human. He bleeds. Oh, I was like, well, that's, that, that, was, that was some good stuff, though. <laughs> great stuff from our friend Michael uh, Irvin. Listen, I don't know when these stop. I don't know if it's this week, next week, whatever, but we love having you, and uh, hopefully we get to talk again sooner than later. Michael Irvin, thank you, friend. Man, it's always great to talk with you guys. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you guys always welcoming me into your home, and let's talk football. Listen, you're the playmaker, and we love to talk football, so awesome stuff. Thank you, Michael. We'll talk soon.